0: Hey, what's going on, people? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for April 26 2021. As always, click subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. That's the only place we live stream these, at least for now. And tap that notification bell so that maybe you see our videos in your YouTube video feed. We've got four stories for you. And before we get to them, I just want to say... I'm feeling very good today. I had a very relaxing, restful weekend. I did not do any politics. I actually posted on our locals community, guys, let's talk about anything this weekend other than politics. So we were doing food, we were doing music, a lot of people growing vegetables and fruit in gardens and people were going horseback riding. And I posted a video. We actually, David made a a rack of lamb And we got a smoker, like one of these things where you actually put like the chips in, then you smoke it and kind of keep it in this big bell jar. We're just eating good stuff and there's good stuff happening over there. So if you haven't joined us yet, I recommend you check it out. You can sign up for a free account and just see what we're doing. And then if you pay a couple bucks, if you want to interact, it's rubenreport.locals.com. And we got four stories for you today. First off, we are in a children's reality show because this video that we're gonna show you from White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, uh, is just absolutely ridiculous. It's a- actually from Friday, where as she wrapped up the press conference, she gave cookies to all the reporters. And it's, it's I'm just gonna show it to you because it's such children nonsense masquerading as journalism, masquerading as professionalism and everything else, just ridiculous. Then of course, although we are past the George... Floyd uh, verdict, and obviously uh, Derek Chauvin, the officer, was found guilty. And of course, there still were riots, and we haven't really solved anything. Uh, there is George Floyd Square in Minneapolis, and now there are signs popping up with special rules for white people. I know you losers at Media Matters are watching this right now saying, uh oh, oh, what's Dave going to say about rules against white people this week? Well, the George Floyd Square people have special rules for white people, which in my world is known as racism. We'll get to that. Oh, and then, you know, one of the things that the progressives always talk about, guys, $15 minimum wage. Gotta pay uh, everybody $15, even though there's no market reasons to do it, or you as an individual businessman could decide to do whatever you want and pay people how you see fit, and the more that, you know, you let the market work, then uh, wages rise and, you know, kind of Thomas Sowell stuff. Uh, Well, Chipotle is now coming out and saying that this $15 minimum, minimum wage situation is gonna ha- cause a uh, price increase across the board on those delicious Chipotle burrito bowls. So we'll talk about that. And then, surprise, surprise, COVID numbers continue to drop in Florida and in Texas, which are completely open, and they are going up in places like Michigan, and they're just sort of sitting at the same level here in California and New York. So we're gonna get to all of that. There's no science behind any of it. And if a year and a half later, you don't see it already, people, then I've got a little science kit I'd like to sell you. Before we do any of that, I wanna talk to you about something delicious. You know I like the red wine, people. Well, here's a tip. Next time you grill up a couple steaks, which we also did this weekend, pop open a bottle of Extreme Altitude Malbec wine. It comes from these remote vineyards in Argentina, located up at around 9,000 feet. When these vintners aren't making wine, they're herding cattle, so they know meat, they know barbecue, and that's what these Malbecs are for. As soon as you open up the bottle, you're going to experience delicious notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, and little dark cherry. You're also going to get less sugar, less chemicals, and less additives, and 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster. We actually cracked open this very bottle right here, got a few of them. Uh, This weekend, as we knocked out a ribeye, uh, the guys over at freethinkerwine.com just got a special shipment of these wines in. They've got one Malbec from the third highest vineyard in the world at 8,950 feet. That's high. Visit freethinkerwine.com today and you'll get 50% off all of the wine and 50% off shipping. This is a small batch and it's gonna go fast. Just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. Okay, let's go to the White House press conference. Joe Biden has only given one press conference in over two months of being president. Uh, But Jen Psaki does these little theater things pretty much every day. She is the White House press secretary. And when she's not giving nonsensical answers or saying that she's going to circle back to things or just generally being a very poor representative of the United States government, she's giving cookies to the press. Take a look. Um, Great, well, thank you everyone. As I promised yesterday, I promised snacks. Um, I did not bring them in here, but my mother-in-law made homemade chocolate chip cookies for you guys. So um, there's one for each of you in here. We will do it in a COVID safe way, Um, but thanks everyone and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. I promised snacks. My mother-in-law made homemade cookies and we're gonna do it in a COVID safe way. Like, does this seem like a serious government that we have? And let's just pretend for a moment that the previous administration had done this, right? Like if Kaylee, who I think was a spectacular White House press secretary actually, and had to deal with the hostile press, this woman has to basically deal with people going down on her every day. So imagine though, if uh, Kaylee, had done that, we're gonna give you cookies. The media would have said, Trump's trying to poison the press corps with his cookies and blah, 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 like you get it, you get it. Anyway, I just thought the, the reason I wanna show that is it's like it's not that important in the scheme of things, but it shows you sort of the dumbing down of everything. Like the press and politicians are supposed to be at odds. In a way, you could argue that having a press that hated Trump was was healthier than what we have right now because at least you know, they were going after the administration. These people, not only are they not going after the administration, I mean, how many, in in two plus months, three plus months of his presidency, how many negative articles have been written about Joe Biden anywhere? Actually, if you read pretty much all the articles, everything they do is spinning everything he does positively, no matter how negative it is, in reality, and then still going after the Republicans for pouncing or other such crazy things that the Republicans do. They pounce on things all the time. Uh, But just this, like, I promise snacks and you're gonna get snacks. Like, is this a serious government? Like, there's serious stuff. There's some sort of pandemic, and we have to wear 18 masks, and we can't see our families till July 4th. And we've got economic problems and all sorts of other things are happening, but alas, you'll have cookies. And the way that they all, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for the cookies. Thank you for, and even, and are these gonna, they're gonna do it in a COVID safe way, but I'm sure people are touching things and they're touching things and she didn't have a mask. It's all such spectacular bullshit. We are in a children's reality show. Remember it. And then you'll be able to watch these things with a bit of a smile on your face. All right, I want to talk to you guys about Bambi. You know, when running a business, HR issues can kill you wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, the list goes on and on. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap at an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can transform HR from your biggest liability to your greatest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day, all for just 99 bucks a month, month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. If you're like me, then I bet you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend all of your time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com/Reuben right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com/Reuben, spelled B-A-M, to the be ecom Rubin. And now back to me. All right. So, you know, obviously last week, the the big story was the guilty verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial. He was the police officer that was convicted of killing George Floyd. I think we've sort of moved past that already. I mean, the way things move, isn't it it sort of extraordinary? Even me talking about this now, five, six days later, barely, is it even five, six days later, four days later? Like things just move so quickly that we'll just kind of forget that one because what happened right as that verdict was coming in was uh, the police officer who shot the knife-wielding maniac and killed her, and then everybody went crazy about that, and we talked about that, how LeBron was basically targeting that police officer who, of course, did the right thing, saved a young girl's life, but then the entire woke left and the entire establishment, in essence, was saying that the police officer was wrong when you know had she literally beheaded the other girl. She had a huge cleaver. Had she beheaded that other girl, you wouldn't have heard anything about it, certainly from LeBron, and it wouldn't have made the news because it would have been black-on-black crime. It wouldn't have fit the narrative, and we can go from there. Okay, the point is that that story just kind of kicked the George Floyd story away, but there still is George Floyd Square in Minneapolis, and they have certain instructions that they've placed outside for people that are entering. So we're going to show you the image here, and I'm gonna read you some of, the, some of the real gems on this thing. Now, of course, at top, it says, welcome to George Floyd Square. It's a sacred space for community, public grief, and protest. That all sounds just fine, and they're doing it here. Why? Well, this is where George Floyd took his last breath, under the knee of a Minneapolis police officer, under the watch of three other officers. Okay, and now Derek Chauvin was convicted of that crime. Uh, but then, as you can see here, I've circled it on my paper, for white people in particular, and this is some of the stuff that they want white people to do when they enter this place. They want you to decenter yourself and come to listen, learn, mourn, and witness. Remember, you are here to support, not be supported. You are less than white person and you better accept it. Also, I'm not a de-center yourself. I don't even know exactly what that means, but okay. And you're here to support, not be supported. So, you know, bring coffee for these people, bring them donuts. And give them more stuff, okay? Why not just give them cash? Uh, the second one's not terrible. You know, mindful about your volume, pace, and movements. We don't want to startle people. Okay, I don't know why that only applies to white people. You know, you know white people with their sudden movement movements all the time, you know? Uh, then next, seek to contribute to the energy of the space rather than drain it. Bring your own processing to other white folks so that you will not harm BIPOC. That's black, indigenous, and people of color. Bring your own processing to other white folks. I mean, these are just words that they string together as if they have any particular meaning. And then, of course, if you witness white folks doing problematic things, speak up with compassion to take the burden off black folks and our siblings of color whenever appropriate. Seek to engage rather than escalate so that it can be a learning moment rather than a disruption. Yes, watch out and keep note of those white people because other white people, even if you've decentered yourself and done all the problematic stuff so you're in a straitjacket there, uh, there could be other white people, uppity white people speaking up and sharing their thoughts or speaking loudly or maybe even moving their hands. These people must be taken out and dealt with. Anyway, I think you see what's going on here. We are training and we are promoting the idea that based on the color of your skin, you should actually behave a certain way. It's not just that we should give benefits to certain people now based on the color of their skin or punish other people based on the color of their skin, Asians at Harvard. Uh, And now in Canada, I posted this this morning, uh, they are quite literally in Ontario giving out vaccines based on color of skin. This is also happening uh, up in Seattle, uh, which we covered the other day as well. So systemic racism being injected into the system by the anti-racists, I know you guys get it already, but then it's also really affecting, it's not just like the system-wide thing, it's, this is at the most personal level, how you as a white person should behave when you're in a specific space, how you should speak, how you should act, what motions you should make, who you should talk to, when you should talk to, that you should be somehow less than other people, BIPOC people, you're not gonna believe this crazy, crazy theory I have, everyone, regardless of their skin color, should be treated equally. Everyone's opinion is as valid as anyone else's. Everyone has a right to be heard and a right to be respected and all of those things. And if you treat me with respect, I will treat you with respect. But this here is bow forever. I am Pharaoh, bow to me, Hebrew. And it did not work for Moses. And I don't think it's gonna work for a lot of white people soon enough. I mean, I think in essence, what you're seeing here is you're seeing a select group of young people who've been infected by the mind virus of wokeism that are buying this. But I am starting to see more and more people stand up. I am sensing that there is a little bravery moving along. It's coming around. And and if you go anywhere, if you go anywhere and you behave differently or don't speak up, or whatever it might be because of your skin color. If you think that other people are better than you automatically or deserve more respect than you automatically because of your skin color, you got a real problem and it ain't your skin color. You got a psychological problem and we got to deal with it. And that's why this thing is a, uh, a, a mind virus. It is a mind virus and it must be dealt with. Viruses very easy to catch, hard to get rid of. And we got to deal with this. And speaking of mind viruses, You know, this $15 minimum wage thing that we've been debating forever. Right? Bernie's always pushing for a $15 minimum wage. Bernie has never run a business. Bernie's actually never really accomplished anything in government. If you look at his record, he has like one bill with his name attached to it as something to do with a post office or something. He's never done anything than usher in sort of the worst socialist ideas that are now undermining the entire system. So I'll give you credit for that, Bernie, with your three houses and your you know over million dollars of worth, uh, I will give you credit where credit is due. But he's always screaming about $15 minimum wage. And you may remember about a year ago, when Rashida Talib, who's one of the worst, of the squad and the woke far left Marxist nutbags in the Democratic Party, uh, when she was saying, "Well, in essence, why not twenty or twenty-five dollars?" And it's like, "Well, actually, Rashida, you're kind of right because Bernie just made up fifteen. There's no there's no economic theory that says you can just make up how much you have to give to people, and then all companies have to do it, and then things will thrive. Right? People will not thrive because of that because certain businesses won't be able to do it. It'll be much harder for small businesses. Right? So when they tell you fifteen dollars minimum wage, who's gonna that? Who's that gonna hurt? Hurt more is it going to hurt amazon or is it going to hurt mom and pop who maybe were paying you know a high school kid eight dollars an hour to do something or a young person who wants to get experience so is willing to take less money because their job is not worth 15 dollar minimum wage and this is where the market tends to correct things right and by the way i don't think that all business owners and uh, all people who create jobs one way or another i don't think they're all evil. People have this idea that they're sort of all evil Montgomery Burns style capitalists that want to destroy everything and abuse everybody. I don't believe that. I actually think that most people who start businesses want to treat their employees fairly because if you really think about it in a holistic way, the better you treat your employees, the more you pay them. If you take care of benefits or whatever else you might do, they're going to work harder for you. I am sitting here with two of my employees. I try to treat them well, both financially and otherwise, so that They will work harder, and guess what? When they work harder, it helps me. That then enables me to do more for them. It's a beautiful system, capitalism, if you let it work. But we've put this idea of $15 minimum wage there, which in effect will destroy small business, which is exactly what the Democrats wanna do, by the way. And now even the Chipotle CFO is saying that something ain't right here. And we've got a quote from The Blaze. While speaking on a quarterly earnings call last Wednesday, Hartung said that Chipotle executives would raise menu prices to offset the costs the restaurant would incur if the federal government forced them to pay each of their nearly 90,000 employees at least $15 an hour. So just think about this for a second. Everyone loves Chipotle, okay? We had it last week. I get my guys lunch, by the way, every day that we work here. I buy my entire team lunch every day. I pay for it. I'm happy to do it. You guys can't always get the extra avocado, though. It's enough already with the avocado. But the point is that He's saying, in essence, we've got 90,000 people. We have to look at the numbers. If we raise all of their salaries to $15 per hour, we are gonna have to pass that cost on. That is not a cost-effective way to run a business. Now, this is obvious. This is Economics 101. Again, guys, read any Thomas Sowell book, please. Uh, We've got a further quote from Jack Hartung, who's the CFO of Chipotle. We're not that far off like for example a $15 number but let's say for example that there's going to be an across the board 10% increase in our wages and that would to offset with menu pricing that would take us to 2 to 3% price increase we think everybody in the restaurant industry is going to have to pass these costs along to the consumer or the customer of course they will of course they will if you if the government which is not in the delicious Chipotle bowl business, says you have to do a certain something and run our run your business our way, even though we in the government aren't good at anything. Imagine a government-run Chipotle, okay? It would be pretty freaking terrible, okay? So of course then the businessman and the people that are in that go into business to create a good product, to then make money and then do things with that money and expand. Capitalism and expand freedom and opportunity and the ability for people to make money and all of those things. The government, which doesn't do anything well, puts restrictions on them. And then what do they do? They have to screw over the average person. And by the way, how far do you think we are? When was the last time you went into Chipotle? You go into Chipotle, what happens? You got the whole counter there. You say, "I want my, I got my beef, my barbacoa, my chicken. I want the brown rice, the white rice." Peppers and onions, I want this, that, sour cream cheese, okay, and you're walking down basically a conveyor belt, right? And that's con- that conveyor belt has a couple people behind it and a guy chopping chicken in the back and doing something with the cilantro. And then there's somebody over there you know, taking your credit card at the end. I don't even know if they take your credit card anymore. You probably just put your credit card in. But in essence, these are all jobs that obviously are very replaceable. And not only are they replaceable by people who they could pay less to, but they are replaceable by robots. And the robots, by the way, are coming. And Skynet is going to be turned on. And yes, we are gonna have to fight the liquid Terminator, okay, just as Arnold Schwarzenegger did because the machines are gonna turn on. Because at some point, if you were looking at the business and going, well, wait a minute, actually to put together a Chipotle bowl, I could have a robot do this. I could have a robot chicken, you know, cutting everything. I don't even need a person at the register because they could just tap their stuff in either on an iPad that we have there or soon enough, they won't even need that because you'll just do it. You'll just literally walk into the store, do it all on your phone. It's just going to come out and you'll have one guy in the back. They will have one guy in the back who's in essence running the entire thing. And if you think that is a crazy proposition or some sort of lunatic future dystopia that I'm making up. Amazon right now has, they've been running a couple test stores which basically have no employees in them and everything is done digitally. I went into one of these stores about a year ago. There's pretty much nobody there. It's all prepackaged everything and you've got your phone and that's how it will be. Now, I'm not even saying that that is all necessarily bad, right? Right. Like, actually, I go to my supermarket over here and, you know, everyone, at least here in LA, like these are just still like scared of their own shadow, leftists working everywhere with their masks and everything else. So I just wanna punch people when I walk in. So I wouldn't mind actually going to a store where I wouldn't have to see people. That wouldn't be that terrible to me. Um, But the broader idea here relative to, okay, if you force us to do something, as long as this remains a free country, and I think we've got a little window on that, well, then we're gonna do things a little bit differently, and we'll either bring in robots, or we'll fire people and hire other people, or we'll move operations out of the country, or, or whatever, close more brick and mortar stores, and just have kitchens that operate, just to be, uh, you know, basically warehouses for Uber Eats to pick up food. I mean, there's a million ways you could do this, and this is just, once again, the government getting involved in something that it should have absolutely nothing to do with. You guys want Chipotle for lunch? Chipotle, Chipotle, you want that extra avocado? Extra avocado, all right. Today's the last day with the extra avocado. Uh, all right, guys, we got one more for you um, because the pandemic is basically over. Everyone realizes that it's over. And when I say it's over, I don't mean that COVID does not exist. Actually, there's, there's a huge spike of COVID in India right now. I actually have three members of my family that in the last three weeks got COVID. They all happened to live in the same house. They're all okay. They were all sick for two or three days They did a little self-quarantine, everyone's okay. Was it worth destroying the earth and human existence for that in the last year and a half? If you're a Democrat, I guess the answer is yes. By the way, not everyone, three of them live in the family uh, with the father. He he didn't get sick. I'm being specifically vague here. Um, (laughs) Specifically vague, it's a good title for a book. Um, But the point is, they were sick for a few days, drank a little OJ, took some meds, everyone's okay, all right? Uh, so when I say that it's over, I mean, the point is we should be living our lives right now. You should not be wearing a mask outside. If you so choose to wear a mask indoors, that should be up to you. If you wanna get a vaccine, that should be up to you. As I keep saying, the vax people, the people telling everyone to get vax is much like Dr. Uh, Fauci, Fauci, Fauci Um, much like that guy, they're becoming the anti-vaxxers because they're telling you to get vaccinated and also avoid crowds and keep wearing masks, okay? So I would say I'm less of an anti-vaxxer than Fauci is. I don't really want the vaccine. I see no reason to get the vaccine. Now, eventually the entire system could come crashing down on every free-thinking individual and basically say, well, we're not gonna give you bank accounts anymore and we're not gonna let you travel. Uh, And if if that sounds crazy to you, I mean, I don't know that you're really tracking what's happening in the world right now. In any event, I would say this thing in essence is over in that we should just basically be ignoring our, our politicians at this point. That would be my personal view and I'm allowed to state my personal view in the United States of America. Here in California, uh, we're still not fully reopening till June 15th because Gavin Newsom is a fucking dirtbag piece of shit. Um, but let's get to some numbers and some other stuff because Texas is fully open and Florida is fully open. And I believe in some stores and stuff, you know, they're making decisions as to whether you're going to wear things, but uh, my parents are in Florida right now and things have been basically open. Everybody's happy. Uh, this is from Fox news, Republican led States, including Texas and Florida are reporting fewer coronavirus cases than Michigan, Pennsylvania, and New York all of which are led by prominent Democrats who refuse to roll back COVID-19 regulations and statewide mask mandates. Together, New York, Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey accounted for 44% of all new infections between March 29th and April 4th with about 197,500 cases out of around 452,000 seen nationwide. Michigan has faced worst in the nation COVID-19 positivity rates in recent weeks. The state reported 390.2 cases of the virus per 100,000 in the last seven days. Uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer has laid blame on spring break travelers going to Florida, urged residents returning from the Sunshine State to work from home for a week or have their children learn remotely for a week. Uh, It did turn out, you may have seen this, that actually Whitmer, while she was locking everybody down, and you may remember right at the beginning, she didn't even want people gardening in their own houses, you know, in their own yards and things. She went to Florida in the midst of all of this. And if you want to break the scandal on Whitmer, Whitmer, you know we've got the scandal on Cuomo. It's like he sent the people back into the, into the nursing homes. And I think there's a special place in hell for Andrew Cuomo. But Whitmer, it's like, have you seen this lady's face? I mean, lady, she's obviously got Botox and fillers. I don't care about that, right? I live in Hollywood. I mean, it's like the, it's like walking, you go, go into a store in Hollywood. It's like walking into the cantina scene in Star Wars with these, with the faces of these people. that Like this, right? Um, but you wanna break the scandal on Whitmer. It's obvious that she's gotten her, whatever it is she's doing to her face She's obviously gotten that done in during this last year and a half, whatever touch-ups and refreshers she's doing. So somebody, whoever has been injecting her face, let's break that scandal. Maybe that'll take her down. But the point is, without making this about Whitmer or Newsom or anyone else, that the states that are opening up are letting people live. And these people have just no right to control us anymore. They have no right to control us. And the only thing that gives them the right to do it is our acquiescence. You know what I mean? Like... That is what's giving them their power. It's not edicts that they're signing or laws that they've put in place or anything else. It's that after a year and a half, they broke people. They really, really broke people. And people are still walking around with masks outside and we must push back. And the only way I think we can push back right now, I think there will be some political answers to this. And you guys know my feelings about Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott in in Texas. But for now, the best thing you can do is just live your life and ignore these freaks and leave them to their own misery. And in a weird way, maybe what we'll have, maybe we will start having two parallel societies in America. One will be the society that is obsessed with wokeness and diversity and lockdowns and mask mandates and constant control and being afraid of your own shadow. And then what will grow Right alongside of it is this beautiful parallel society where people will believe in individual responsibility and taking care of yourself and your family and new technologies and crypto and like all of the stuff that will get us out of this mess instead of being reliant on people who would rather us live like hamsters. No offense to hamsters, by the way. Actually, we had a dinner party. Uh, I was perhaps at somebody's house socially distanced with masks on Friday and their kids had a hamster. I haven't seen a hamster in years, uh, but they had the hamster and the habit trail and the whole thing. What a world, what a world. That's completely fictitious, by the way. Uh, Part one of my interview with Mark Levin, who of course is the the conservative commentator, radio legend, gajillion, best time, uh, best-selling author and all that good stuff. Part one's up right now. I really, really enjoyed talking to him. Not only on um, like some of the technical stuff, like is there a difference between, say, classical liberalism and libertarianism? And in many ways, is that any different than conservatism right now? But he's an expert in Marxism. He's working on a doc- documentary about it right now. We really dive deep onto a lot of the idea stuff. I, I, I really, really enjoy the interview. Part one is on YouTube right now. You can get the full thing ad-free at rubinreport.locals.com right now. And by the way, if you didn't know that, we always put the full episodes up, they go up on Mondays. That's five days earlier than they go up on YouTube. So they're always there at Uh And by the way, I am traveling for the next couple days. I am going to the free state of Tennessee tomorrow. I'm gonna be in Nashville for the next three days. So there'll be no direct messages this week, although I will be back on Friday for a Friday Bonanza Roundtable. I will be on Candace Owens' new Daily Wire show on Friday night. That's one of the things I'm doing in Nashville. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could try to do a Ruben Report meetup if you're in our locals community. We did one uh, in OC last week, which was awesome. About 70 people showed up, lots of tequila. It was a good time. Uh, so yeah, Candace Show, Nashville. No DMs the next couple days. I think you guys will be all right. Have a great day, everybody. And, uh, oh, and I'll, you know, follow me on social media and I'll post pictures of stuff because that's what you do in 2021. All right, later. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join RubenReportLocals.com.